Hello, my name is Karsten, and this is the first episode of the Black Door Music Argument, where it is believed that life is too short not to argue about music. In this, the 10 Years Back EP, we're going to talk about musical influence from the previous decade and how it's affecting the current musical landscape. Enjoy. I'm joined with Mike Terrell. Uh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, and he's a bassist from Second Story here in Rochester, Minnesota, which is good. And today we're going to get right to it, and we are going to talk about music that we feel has had the biggest impact on the current musical zeitgeist from 10 years ago, roughly 10 years ago, like the mid-2000s. Yeah. That's right. So uh, we're going to try to here to do some opening arguments, and I'm going to go ahead and go right now. Go for it. So my opening argument, I would actually say that I feel that the alternative rock, hard rock stylings is actually probably going to have more effect on where we are today because of that influence from that really deep, melodic, heavy tones that really came out through that time. And you can kind of see how, in many cases, when we're looking at the ways musical zeitgeist actually makes that switch, they kind of ebb and flow. So when we get into those deeps, those lows within that, it's going to kind of see that reverberation come the other way where we're going to get that swing. And I feel that's that's probably more crucial than anything else. Right now, I kind of feel that we're we're at a tipping point musically. And you can kind of see where it's going next. To me, at least, I feel like we're, we're, we're seeing a change. Yeah. And uh, we had big big into like electronic, EDM, et cetera. And now we're kind of seeing that switch going back. And I feel that with that EDM especially, that that electronic sound came out of that harder rock maybe tipping into some metal kind of sounds, even though it's electronic, like that, what it was at its core, yeah. it started right there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what I'm kind of looking at here is how much, when I look back 10 years, that music from that mid-2000, yeah. it, sitting, I'm sitting there looking at, I think right to the top of my head, is how emo music became and exploded all those kids with the black hair and the nice little swoops and everything like that from those time periods that's thinking about yeah think about the follow boys the you know like what was it panic at the disco and all those bands just became huge and now the reason why i say this had the biggest impact on the music now is because with the popularity of it you had all of a sudden a backlash all of a sudden, whenever something becomes kind of cool, everyone starts to pick on, mm-hmm. pick on that person. The emo kid's the tough kid to pick on, or easy kid to pick on too. <laughs> so, essentially, that cliche of that emo popularity of the mid or the mid two thousands vanished mm-hmm. as soon as it hit two thousand ten, mm-hmm. completely gone. And everyone, anything that came with it, disappeared too, including emotion. Mm. And now, if you listen to music nowadays, or like right in the last few years. Um, emotion has completely disappeared in music. You go back to one of the biggest artists, Kanye West, even went to like uh, auto-tune mm-hmm. for stuff to take away mm-hmm. that it sounded like a robot singing it. You mm-hmm. know, no emotion, it's super cold. And you listen to like the, even like the Lord and, the, uh, and all these people, like, they have these music that feel impactful, but the lyrics are not super emotional, hard on your sleeves. Mm-hmm. And this is hap- er, and we've had music with emotion, like that bleeding heart artist, all the way back, as long as I can remember, you can go... You know, early 90s, you had like Sunny Day Real Estates and the Dashboard Confessionals in the, the early 2000s. Even going back to 80s, you had like Tears for Fears and The Cure. In the 70s, one of the biggest albums was Pink Floyd's The Wall. Mm-hmm. And that was an extremely emo album, emotional album. But that has kind of gone off. And we have like this five year, uh, coming up seven years now, drought of heavy emotion in music. Mm-hmm. So that why, that's why I'm saying that emo music 
have some of the biggest impact on today's music. So, a uh, fun story for you. I actually, yes. when I was in college, I studied studied theater. Nice. Okay. So, with that, <laughs> one of the big things that is always fun to pull up is the six elements of Aristotelian theater or play, which I just looked up because yeah. I can never remember them off the top of my <laughs> head. But that's plot, character, thought, diction, music, and spectacle. Okay. Now, within those, taking out the fact that we're talking about music, okay, you can add those elements into whatever you're looking at. Mm-hmm. With music, I, 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 I can see that when you're talking about that, that, that emotion. I would not disagree with you. Um, but what's interesting is when you talk about how the musical themes will change, something changes with it. Mm-hmm. And so with that, when you take those other things, so plot, character, thought, diction, and I'll say spectacle for those five leaving out music because mm-hmm. music's really not very cool without the music side of it. Um, <laughs> it's a matter of what, what actually took that change. And so like when you look back through music, yet again going back 80s, 90s, et cetera, you can see kind of this big push through the spectacle side of things. Yeah. And with the spectacle, there isn't as much of that push for emotion, but you but you can see that there's this, there's there's the push for trying to make it over the top and bigger. So like you look at the 70s, the 80s, where you have, you go from like that original, the heyday of the really raw punk rock yeah. into like you have like Kiss, David Bowie, mm-hmm. you have Michael Jackson, where the spectacle is so, so high. Yeah. So pulling it back <laughs> to, to where we're at, at that point, there was this complete emotional throw. And as it was removed, I, I st- I'm still going to lean more towards saying that when you look at that alt rock, especially the, the emo side had that big point too, but that alt rock really hit on those on. on so, so emo was all about the emotion. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it kind of in the name, it's kind of a given, um, but that alt rock, I felt like in so many cases, it felt some of those harder emotions where it was like closer to like hitting on those on a raw, raw depression type of things yeah. like music of that time whenever I listened to it if I if I wanted something that I ever wanted to feel really depressed because that's you know the thing everyone wants yeah, everyone's you wanting. know you know I really just need to feel depressed today <laughs> I would absolutely hit up one of those those so those alt rock songs yeah. as opposed to like an emo song where emo song is I felt was always trying to like tell me how I should feel mm-hmm. where some of those those alt rock hard rocks would actually just kind of take you there on a yeah. musical journey and that, and I, I agree with that too. And like I can see how that they're kind of that that journey aspect of it. It's more like because um, I'm trying to think of what. And actually, I think we have an artist right in the center for that takes both those elements mm-hmm. exactly together is Skrillex, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was kind of like the tipping point. I don't know. I'm I'm not an expert at all in him. I don't yeah. know, but I feel like 2010-ish yeah, was where absolutely. he exploded. Well, that was when he it was when he had switched from he was actually a guitarist in the band mm-hmm. and he switched over to to the the dubstep yeah. that we all. No and or love. And I feel like that's the combination of the two. Yeah. Like, look oh, at his image sure. and then a lot of his hard rock stuff mm-hmm. and how I think a lot of that, that crowd shifted, mm-hmm. the emotional crowd shifted to that like EDM kind of music. Yeah. And even, I'm trying to think of, I, uh, trying to think of like how that flowed, but like, it's just everything getting, I'm no longer going to talk about how, how sad I am. Mm-hmm. It's more just, I'm just going to just put it through the music kind of stuff like so, that. So an interesting thing is we're talking about yeah. it here that, that I just find fascinating is when you're looking at those groups that, that, and the way they're trying to tell their story, I feel like similar stories trying to get to a similar point, but they're coming from two completely different sides of the spectrum, which, and, and that's what, what yeah. I would say. And for me, I feel like musically, um, it, so with, uh, with emo music in general, I, I, again, I can, I have 
no shortage of appreciation. But when I look back on some of it and you read like, if you ever read lyrics separate from music, it, I, it reminds me of the song Tainted Love. Mm -hmm. Like in the eighties, those lyrics are so powerful, but you just don't quite know how you're supposed to feel when you listen to it. Yeah. And, And I feel like in many cases, that's the same way emo was, um, in that, like, I know what you're wanting me to feel, but I'm, exactly. I'm still not feeling it. And the flip side with some of those, when you have alt rock, and, I, and I'll also say, there are plenty of bands that never tried to write with an emotion, or at least that's not what yeah. it ever felt like. We're not we're not talking about those, those yeah, exactly. groups here today. Um, but I felt like for them, especially, I feel like in many cases they were weaker on lyrics, but they were really strong on that journey just mm-hmm. musically. Yeah. So, like, I also got to clarify, too, mm-hmm. that... I was not an emo music kid. Mm-hmm. So my knowledge of all those bands are maybe a little limited. I was an alt-rock kid myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, grow, like, was it? Got really into the Killers and Strokes and, mm-hmm. and Muse and oh, yeah. Queens of Stone Age. All For sure. But, um, but yeah, uh, it's just, I can just see like how, just like with a, going back to that backlash of it, you mm-hmm. know, like I don't want to get, everyone I think had a fear Mm-hmm. Of especially even and especially in the alt rock communities, the people mm-hmm. with the people that still play guitars, mm-hmm. they all had a fear of getting lumped in mm-hmm. with that. So I think there was even more of a diversion uh, with that. Like, like Kings of Leon is a good example mm-hmm. too. You listen to the, the early records, <laughs> yeah, uh, was a little more hard on your sleeve. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kind of bring out my my emotions, and then you hit mm-hmm. that like. 2010 you can watch see, you can see how alt rock, alt rock wanted to put that hand away and go no I'm not an emo kid I'm not I'm, that's not me you know so they had these lyrics where they've gone from deep meaning to lyrics to lyrics like sex on fire yeah you know oh, for sure <laughs> where it's the song's still great yeah but the lyrics are just kind of sitting there mm-hmm. um, and you can see that through all, a lot of like just all those songs and we're starting to get back more I think I think the reason why hello by Adele was so impactful last year mm-hmm. and had this just huge open wave. I think a lot of people had like, I miss a sad song. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It like the pop music world was just missing that sad, lonely piano song. You mm-hmm. know, um, when's the last time you heard a song on the radio that was just an instrument, just one single instrument in a person, you know, for sure. Well, and I'll actually make another yeah. thing. So I have kids mm-hmm. and, uh, if you've seen the movie trolls, yes, yes. when you talk about that idea of, the sad song that yeah, they have, Sound of Silence. Sound of Silence. Oh, that's awesome. And I mean, like, <laughs> you, you can't top that. Yeah. The emotion's just insane. Yeah. But yet again, I, you're looking at the way music's gone. They they have all of these fairly recent, very mm-hmm. popular songs, and then when they need a sad song, they're not diving just a little back. They're going a ways back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I kind of made... I was, I was trying to go through... When I was kind of preparing a little bit for this, I mm-hmm. looked up... Um, Billboard like list from 2000 was it 2000, let's just go 2007 okay right now so I'm kind of pulling up a little list here for Billboard artists yeah and right away you er, you kind of get oops you get artists of course you have your you're always gonna have your pop artists in there like Beyonce yeah, for and sure. everything like that but even if you don't go too far down um, some I'm, I apologize to the true emo kids but you got bands like Plain White Tees yeah. are up in the top ten oh yeah they're number seven yeah. you know Avril Lavigne still and uh, uh, I'm going through the, uh, a little bit more, like gym class heroes, mm-hmm. Fallout Boys up there in the top 20. Yeah, you know, and you go each year. I kind of went through this up until until you hit 2010, mm-hmm. nine, ten. Actually, you start as soon as you hit about 2010, you can't find an artist that's guitar focused. Oh yeah, in there at yeah. all. You which know, I th- which I think is to both points with with, 
it, it that there's that okay so it, and you can make an argument going back to a certain point where you know again just using instruments it just fell out of fashion mm-hmm. in a big way and i recognize i'm sitting here with a step sequencer in front of me that i'm yeah. using for my uh there's nothing wrong with it oh no nothing at all i mean i still have my and guitars I, and everything and blame, at home like, i blame that uh, the, the i don't want to be lim- uh, lumped up with the emo bands oh yeah you know for sure. even green day was huge they dyed oh, their yeah. hair black mm-hmm. american idiot was totally an emo album and yep. i think everyone's just like uh emo bands play guitar mm-hmm. i don't want to be associated with that too yeah and i think that had a part of it too like of course electronic music became easier and easier also to learn and i'd also but. say starting around that you know that mid 2000s and kind of going you had the emergence of like rock band mm-hmm. dj yeah. rock i don't yeah. even know what they're all called um a guitar guitar hero etc yeah. which i do feel in many cases i know plenty of people who like started on that i'm like look i can do it now all i have to <laughs> do is hit buttons and yeah. i don't actually have to learn anything and th- those are the people that were also looking at, um, those are the ones that grew up with the emo music around them, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe like they were 12 or something like that, and they saw yeah. saw the older kids listening to the emo and dying their hair black, and like, I don't mm-hmm. want anything to do with that. That kid has playing a guitar, I'm going to go learn how to play synthesizer. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, I don't sure. want to be associated with that at all, yeah. and it just kind of put a big stain on it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, interesting. So I, I also, I went, ran through a list of some of those bands yeah, yeah. that showed up from, the, from, awesome. that, from that side, and I mean, I'm going to... It's the 2000s overall was kind of where yeah, I was exactly. looking. I know there's that middle. And, I mean, of course, you have Nickelback getting all their good stuff in there. <laughs> if anybody can tell me were one. They, were they actually still a top artist, too? I mean, uh, yeah. In, yeah, in 2008, I believe it was, they still had one of their, their bigger hits. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, and I, I will admit, I, I've, I recognize it's super hacky to make fun of Nickelback. I never listened to them, mm-hmm. but... In many cases, I almost wish I could have, so I could actually reference them outside of just the Nickelback <laughs> joke. But you know, I, I can't. But they they did show up on my list, and I felt I had to reference them because you know it's hacky. But I mean, during that time, you really saw like um, that that was the time period when you had Foo Fighters releasing a number of albums within there. Uh, Nine Inch Nails. That was when uh, Trent Reznor had his band came together for the With Teeth album, mm-hmm. which that was that was a big album. Um, other bands within there, um, you had uh, Audio Slave in a big way, um, Three Days Gay, Stra- Three Days Grace, uh, Trap, Chevelle, Seether, all kind of hitting that that point where they kind of emerged in the earlier 2000s, kind of coming out in that later part. What happened to all? Uh, like no, like there's no. I mean, yeah, Foo Fighters just released a, a song this night, which now ha- which actually had a little emotion into it for the first oh, time crazy. in like 10 years. Of Foo Fighters yep. had a song with emotion in it, so maybe it's coming on an upswing. Take that, Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but uh, I I want to just make one little point here too. Mm-hmm. Right before I started this podcast, about an hour ago, I sent a thing on Facebook asking people um, quick poll. I need something for I'm working on. <laughs> what is your favorite artist that has lots of emotion in it, or, or you could say emo band? And mm-hmm. I said an artist that sings with emotions on their heart, yeah. or, or a heart on the sleeve, and vulnerable. Now I go through this list. I'm not gonna. I won't say who said what, but mm-hmm. I got like Morrissey, Damien mm-hmm. Rice, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, da, 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 Jawbreaker, Smiths again, mm-hmm. ca- kind of like Blind Slide, and uh, all these like. Elliot Smith, mm-hmm. um, Lacey Strum. Um, it goes through here. You kind of go through or a lot of these artists. I was going to be really sad yeah. if Elliot Smith didn't make that exactly. list. Yeah. And I go through there, and one person did a huge list and like a big, really long list. Mm-hmm. And I said, out of curiosity, how many of those have been in the last seven years? Mm-hmm. You know, And none of those people had it. Mm. Um, one person did say M- M- M83, 
and I'm a huge M83 fan. Mm-hmm. And I, that's actually that what I my is my now go to feels album. Mm-hmm. But when you actually listen to lyrics of it though, mm-hmm. it's dry. It's not yeah. not hard on my sleeve lyrics. You know, yeah. um, it's it's actually the lyrics are actually quite emotionless. Yeah, it's just it's super like uh, like uh, airy and breathy and like relaxing. Yeah. Um, but going through that list and like it goes through all of the years, but there's nothing recent yeah wow and that's, that's crazy yeah that seven year gap of that yeah so well um we are very quickly running out of time and are over time i feel like honestly coming into this i did this conversation took a totally different turn than i thought it was going to which is great um i, I don't really have any closing arguments i think you've kind of uh beaten me down here which is which <laughs> is great um yeah so so i guess we're gonna wrap up uh but first off do you have anything you want to plug um, just the band Second Story. You can mm-hmm. go to secondstorymn.com or Facebook's probably the best. Perfect. We'll also include it in the show notes for this. Hey, if you send me a message on there too, I'll give you a free EP. Oh, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, that's a deal. So, uh, all right. I think that's going to wrap it up for us. So, uh, until Yay! next time, uh, life's too short not to argue about music. So, go pick a fight. Yay. Bye, everybody. This has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome, but generally wrong mine included. I want to give a special thanks to my guest for this episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, tell a friend, and rate and review this on iTunes. If you did not enjoy this, please write about it in detail on your MySpace page. If you or someone you know would be interested in being on an episode, head over to blackdoormusic.red and fill out the interested in being a guest form. I would love to disagree with you. Time is valuable, and I appreciate you sharing it with me. Thank you. I'm out.